G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Yes, good morning and welcome to Taz Racing Talks. No Cam Luke today, uh, but uh, Campbell Brown here in the main chair. We've got Sammy Highland up in Queensland joining us. He did a remarkable job. One out last week for Taz Racing Talks. We've got him back again. Big, big, big show coming up. We're going to talk gallops with Matty Reid. Uh, going to have a chat to uh, Chris Hay as well, who... Um, who's the uh, Hobart racetrack manager. And uh, the track down there is looking absolutely magnificent for a big day of racing on Sunday. As always, we speak to Brennan Ryan about all things greyhounds. And uh, Jamie Cockshut for Harness Racing. He's got his finger on the pulse. Plenty of winners. We're going to have a chat to Tommy Hay uh, Hackett as well, who... Um, who's back. He's had a well-earned break over the Christmas and New Year's um, period of time. And uh, let me tell you, the crew, <clears throat> Ladbrokes are absolutely wrapped. He's back, especially Adam Hamilton, who was having to fill the void of the great Tom Hackett. Sammy Highland, how are you going up there, brother? Brown Dog, we've had a busy morning, but uh, great to be back with Taz Racing Talk this week. So, uh, yeah, our... Uh, Sending our best wishes to Cam Luke, but I'm hearing that he's he's on the way back. He's he's improving. He's improved. So uh, yeah, it's good. But no, we had a good week last week. Um, uh, Jamie Cockshark, he was uh, he was great to talk to, especially when I threw the question about uh, the stallions and they do AI. And in, 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 yeah, in, yeah. That, that that was also a big fail. Uh, but we got a good <laughs> laugh of it out of it and. Uh, no, it was good. It was good. We had a good show last week and looking forward to more of the same today. Beautiful. We've got Matty Reid, as we always do every week, uh, to have a, a good chat. There's some fantastic racing in Hobart on Sunday. Four feature races with the listed Elwick Stakes, the Lady Lynette, the Thousand Guineas and the Summer Cup. So, Matty, welcome to Taz Racing Talks again today. How are you going? G'day, Brownie. I noticed you were off last week. Didn't take you that long to cover, recover from Devonport. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, had, we had a big day down at Devonport. And, um, yeah, I needed a couple of days. Mind you, I'm in better nick than, than Cam and, and Miles. Uh, put them to the sword last week, and they still haven't recovered. Well, I did uh, I did see you slink into a cab early on Thursday morning. But, no, it was a good day up there in Devonport. And the, the carnival continues with um, probably one of the arguably the best day that we've had for the Carnival so far on Sunday. Well, before we get into Sunday, let's just recap on, on Wednesday night at Launceston because night racing uh, is back and uh, there were some really good performances. Uh, Siggy Carr rode uh, a double. Um, Taya Stalker rode the winner in the first. I thought Weekend Whiskey was probably uh, one of the, the more dominant winners of the night. What caught your eye out of Wednesday night? Oh look, it was a heady ride from Siggy. I think um, roll back in the in the true. It was something that the caller Colin McNiff picked up on early. It was probably going to be forward and, and to the inside, and and both of Siggy's winners were were leaders. She's probably the best on pace rider that we have in the state. Um, look, I, I thought it was a a good program. It's certainly not hitting the the highs that this Sunday will. I like the win of uh, Nostra Bill for Brendan McShane in in race two. 
I think he's a progressive stay heading places. And I think the second horse in that race, Gigi's Lockdown, only having his second career start at a mile is a horse that can win uh, more races as well. John Vlad uh, getting to 2,100 metres for the first time, I, I thought was a good winner. Uh, certainly a, a nice one for me. It was basically the only one I, I found all night, Brownie. And uh, Ashmania, who won the second last race, probably on an on an Oaks campaign now. So they're probably a couple to follow from Lonnie on Wednesday night. Yeah, beautiful. And let, let's sink our teeth into, um, into Sunday, because like we said, it's a it's an absolute cracking day. Um, plenty of good races. So the the first main one is race five, the uh, the Elwick Stakes, and um, anyone that that saw Bello Bow uh, debut for Adam Trinder would have been really impressed. You'd think it would have taken enormous benefit out of that debut performance, and is the horse to beat here? Yeah, I definitely agree with that sentiment, Brownie. Uh, Bello Bow was actually the first runner for the season that Adam Trinder had, had brought down to Hobart, and, and when I walked into the track, one of the first people I saw was Bello Bow's owner, Wayne Rosa. So I thought, well. He's not here to uh, to watch the horse run second. And Bello Bow was very impressive. Um, gate one, Brendan McCool kicked up to to hold the lead. He, he didn't have a lot of peace in front. And the race favourite there, GG Jet by just camped behind and, and looked for all money like it was his race in the home straight. But Bello Bow found again. Uh, as you said, Brownie, that was his first trip down to Hobart. Uh, he'll be better for his second run. And, and GG Jet by at start four, maybe doesn't have the upside that, that Bello Bow does. So... I definitely think the Elwick Stakes looks the race for, for Bello Bow. It's a race that Adam and Wayne have, have won together with Mystic Journey only a few years ago. It generally is won by the state's best two-year-old. So uh, I think there'll be a few punters sweating on when the prices come out, what will we be getting about Bello Bow. And I think if you get better than anything better than even money, it'd probably be fair. Lady Lynette is the uh, the next one, race number six. And... Um... Well, on on class and ability, DeRoche is the the horse to beat. But Barrier Ten and got to carry the sixty kilos makes a, a probably not a betting proposition. I'm a huge fan of Miss Tuppence. Have have followed uh, her journey um, coming through the grades. Where, where did you see this race? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, Brownie. As you say, DeRoche is a hundred rater, and the next highest rated horse is Boom.com at seventy six, and it, it's a set weights and penalties race. So. The Roche is absolutely pitched in. If, if this race is in Launceston, I think she'd be a legit $1.30, $1.40 pop. The record in Hobart's not as good, De Roche. She's had five starts at the track for only one win, and in three of those, she started odds on and, and long odds on. I think she was beaten at $1.30 one day in Hobart. So, look, I, I'd probably want somewhere around $3 to be betting De Roche, and I don't think they'll bet anywhere near that. I think just given her class edge, she's probably an odds on pop in the field, but I've just got the concerns around the gait and the speed in the race and how she handles Hobart to, to be getting involved there. This is probably the final lead-up for a lot of these um, fillies and mares heading towards the Bow Mistress, which is on Derby Day here in Hobart. Uh, look, I think it's a pretty open race, Brownie, outside of DeRoche, and, and that's reflected in the ratings. It's essentially a glorified benchmark 72 out, outside DeRoche. I agree with, with Miss Tuppence. She'll need a bit of luck from the draw, but she'll go back in a race with a stack of speed anyway. And probably the other one I could entertain is Jar Jar Chibugi. Blake McDougall picks up the ride there. I thought this horse didn't have a lot of luck in the Windsenberg. And look, both of those runners will be each way prizes because I think DeRoche will be very short. Matty, Sam Highland here. Uh, I, I liked Boom.com in this race. And I think... I, I wondered if being a bit fresh, I mean, she performs well fresh. 
Wonder being a bit fresh, she doesn't have to get so far back in the run. And if she does that, she'd, she'd be a danger. Yeah, potentially, Sam. She did win first up down in Hobart um, back in June. Key there was that was a, a soft seven, and, and she is legit wet tracker. She's not hopeless on top of the ground, and it will be a firm deck on Sunday because we've got super weather down here in Hobart. It is a race with a stack of speed, so it does potentially set up for one to cover over the top. I know you're having a chat to, to Chris Hay in a little bit, so he'll be able to tell you a little bit more about um, the Hobart track and how it might race. But I'm also slightly concerned with the 10-metre rail that it might be a day where it's a little bit tough to come from back in the speed. But mm. I definitely agree. She, she's not hopeless, boom.com. Very classy mare on her day. A couple more good races to uh, to touch on. The 1,000 guineas, the final lead-up before the listed strut stakes on a Hobart Cup day. Uh, Verbano um, probably going to be the, the horse to beat for Scotty Brunton. Um, th- this is always an interesting race over the mile. Yeah, it's a, it's a good race too. It, it often doesn't um, come up the strongest, the 1,000 guineas, and maybe lacks a bit of depth, but there's not many that you can rule out here. Um, Vibano has been penciled into this race. Um, the, the stable went through a similar campaign with Heller last year, actually broke the track record uh, in the strut stakes um, the start after the founders and guineas. Brownie, two that I'd be looking at here are uh, Vibano and Lady Monaco. You might remember Lady Monaco. Mm-hmm. Uh, from race two on Devonport Cup Day, Brownie, a win that almost had to be seen to be believed. She looked hopelessly placed on the home turn and, and Dharma weaved the passage through. She'll be back and giving a start. Um, Vibano probably setting setting a little bit closer to the speed. But there's other chances too. Miss Charlie Brown for Adam Trinder has been, been set for this race. Um, Krupp Candy for Johnny Luttrell. Um, was a really good run in Launceston last start. But for, for me, the two that I'll be hoping that I can get odds to back are Vibano and Lady Monaco. Lady Monaco, like it was, I worked that day and, and it was massive uh, coming from back off them. And you would think just at only a second start to come from that far back. And she's only going to be better again uh, getting out to this sort of trip. And she's bred to, to run two laps. So, But how, co- how come Dharma's got the chop? Is he suspended or something? No, he had a, a tumble at sack, uh, at track work a couple of weeks ago, Sam. So uh, oh. unfortunately, Dharma, he's probably going to miss the majority of our carnival now. I think four to six weeks was the um, prognosis for Dharma, which is shocking luck because he, he didn't hadn't been able to come down because of the COVID restrictions we had. Sort of in the last month, we, we got him back and he picked up um, – some really nice rides. He rides a lot for Adam Trinder as well. So Dharma, it's a shocking luck for him, but um, that's the reason for the rider change there. And the Summer Cup really quickly because we've got Chris Hay on the line. We want to have a chat to him about what the deck is doing. Uh, this is a really open race. Um, I, I was left devastated when Wyhawk hit the line and beat Swoop Dog uh, the other day that I'd been <laughs> spruiking all week. Um, but uh, anyone can really win this race, can't they? Yeah, it's a cracking field, Brownie. This is essentially our Hobart Cup field, um, less the the interstate runners that that choose to come across. So um, Summer Cup, golden ticket race for the Hobart Cup. It's winning you're in, and and the prize money's gone up from 50 to 75. So it's a race where a a lot of connections will be keen to win, and and sort of the motives in a race like this have maybe been questioned in recent years because horses high up in the ratings maybe don't want to get a penalty for winning a race like this. Um, 
Sir Simon was in the finish of the Devonport Cup brownie that you mentioned there. I think he can bowl along on speed and I don't think he'll actually even go to the Hobart Cup if he won this because I'm not sure he stays the trip. So I think he might get some favours on speed here, Sir Simon. And one at a bit of value, I think, is Creative Hero. was very brave in the Brighton Cup, meets those that finished ahead of him. They're better at the weights. And actually a little bit of form came out of that race with John Vlad winning on Wednesday night. So Sir Simon and Creative Hero are the couple I'm looking at in a terrific addition in the Summer Cup. Beautiful. And any best bets before we let you go, Matty? Oh, look, I'm looking for one I thought uh, has the look in the lower grade staying race. Brownie will be hard to beat. I think that is race four, number six. I'm going with my best uh, has the look. All right, beautiful. So that's a 2100 metre race, race four, number six for Matt Reed's best of the day. Looking forward to Sunday. Thanks for having a chat to us as always, Matty. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks fellas. Have a good show. Now we've got Chris uh, Hay, who's the uh, the Hobart Racecourse Manager, patiently waiting. Welcome to Taz Racing Talks. Chris, great to have you on. Pleasure. No worries. Now, it's rated a, a soft five uh, at the moment, obviously still a couple of days out from Sunday. Um, what's your process over the next 48 hours to get the course cherry ripe? Uh, yeah, with the forecast being so warm on Sunday, um, you know, we've kept it in that soft five range. Probably up until the morning of the race meet, it, it might be still in that soft five range. We've still got like probably 25 mil of irrigation still to go onto the track. Um, we've put about 70 mil on the last seven days, so um, still got a little bit of irrigation to go, but a little bit more testing tomorrow morning to see exactly what we put on overnight before the, the meet. Yeah. And, and what Correct. will the rail be out? The rail's out 10 metres at the moment, yeah, for the whole circuit. So, yep. Chris, we love a track manager that sticks a bit of juice on the track and doesn't have it too hard because the horses always like a bit of cushion. This horse, uh, sorry, this horse, uh, this track has, you know, it's had its issues over time, hasn't it? But gee, it's it's in it's in good order now. It's been racing well. Yeah, it is. It's it's showed the improvement as we thought it would, but you know, it's like the old uh, footy. Um, saying is she's one week at a time, so we don't try to get too far ahead of ourselves. So, But at the moment, we're, we're tracking along as we as we thought we would. Um, after our major renovations, we sort of took two steps back to go forward, but really pleased with the last month on how the track's progressed, yeah. So you race at 10 metres on Sunday. What what are the plans yep. for going for Derby, Derby and Hobart Cup? At the moment, we look at um, the Derby back in the true position, um, we sort of haven't been there for a while, and our cup is six metres, which lines up with our um, 2,400 shirts. So um, sort of restricted there, back to the six. But, um, yeah, really good ground in there at the moment. So, yeah. Chris, let's just touch on your, your journey, um, what you've done beforehand. You've worked at two of the best uh, sporting grounds in Tassie, in York Park and Kingston Twin Ovals. Now, when I came down and played at, at York Park down there in Launceston, I would say it's the best surface in the AFL. What years were you there? Did you have uh, have anything to do with it? Because uh, I loved it. Yeah, no. I um, Funny, the journey is that Brian Dunn, who actually works for Taz Racing now as a Southern Operation, uh, the Northern Operations Manager, um, I went and worked for him and put some drop-ins in and made some drop-ins and, and so on. So... Yeah, worked up there with Brian, and then Brian come over to Taz Race and then enticed me to um, join the Elwick crew. So I 
spent a bit of time there. The Twin Ovals, I was there for about eight years and hosted A-League soccer and second yeah. 11 and World Cup training facility for cricket as well. And So, yeah, um, worked around Australia a fair bit. So I've been in the caper for about 38 years growing turf. So, yeah, no, still enjoy it. So I like all the challenges and... Elwick's giving me one of that at the moment, yeah. Doug, Doug, there's not many track managers that you hear say, I still enjoy it after that, after that long, because uh, I tell you what, there's plenty of, whinge, plenty of whinging trainers and jockeys, isn't there? Uh, there? There hasn't been a lack of advice, put it that way, but, you know, <laughs> the support's been good, like, you know, Ricky Aiken, our manager. You know, we, we've really got, in Tassie, we've got some fantastic turf managers that, Get overlooked like the Brian Dunn's, Ricky Aiken, their man, he's been, you know, so good. And we've got a bloke here, Wally Reg, it's been here 15 years, um, knows the place inside and out. We call him the king down here, but, you know, really, you can't do it on your own. You've got to be supported by these people. And, you know, I, I can't thank them enough. They've been fantastic. Ryan Smith's doing a great job at Mowbray. It is challenges. People have their opinions. That's fair enough. I mean, we all get, you get a whack, you move on, you know, you've got to, you got to take the the good with the bad, and sometimes we don't get it right. We don't get it right all the time, so you know you, you get your kick and move on. Yeah, well said, Chris. Thirty-eight years in the capers, a, a long time. You're doing a fantastic job. Good luck Thank for you. the weekend. Good luck for the the Hobart Cup and the Derby coming up. I unfortunately won't be down there this year. I've I've spent the last couple of years at the Hobart Cup ripping it to shreds, but um. Won't be able to make it down, which which isn't a bad thing for the whole uh, Apple Isle, I would have thought. <laughs> no worries, guys. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, Chris. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back after the break with a look at the Greyhounds with the expert, Brennan Ryan. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Yes, you are listening to Taz Racing Talk. Campbell Brown and Sam Hyland with you. And now we're going to have a chat to the great Brennan Ryan about all things greyhounds. Uh, it's a big night Monday night. Brennan, welcome. Hi, Brownie. Yes, we've got the Launceston Cup heats coming up. And, yeah, great night. It was uh, eight heats. So uh, each runner's going to get their chance to um, to qualify. And they'll, they'll certainly earn their spot in the $40,000 feature the week up. Week later, ten races overall. But as you mentioned, the the eight heats uh, for the Launceston Cup. Um, you you've dissected the the fields. Um, what are some of your your better plays for Monday night? Look, going through it on the card, uh, we'll start off in the first heat race too. I've gone with Sacred Stance. I think he's uh, look the wide draw is a bit bit of a harsh thing that he's got to come across. But it's only a field of seven. Uh, the five's vacant, so with box four, uh, look, man overboard should give him a good card across, and then. Uh, he's got enough early speed to get across him mm-hmm. and uh, camp up right on their outside. So, yeah, I think he should get away there in the first heat. Vacant box certainly helps there. And uh, a little bit later in the card, there are a few others that you like? Yeah. Uh, going down further, we've got um, in race three, we've got Hill, uh, the second heat, Hilltop Jack for da- uh, trainer David Gill. It's a Victorian runner and clocked about 29.60-odd from memory in his trial last week. And, look, uh, he- his first two sectionals were okay. Just that last sectional was a bit of a crucial thing, but he'll get better at it. It was his first run, and they normally do tend to sharpen up and gain about a length or two on those runs. So um, that's one another runner there. And, you know, we go down, we look through the local uh, contingency. We've got uh, the likes of He's So Cool in race four. And he's got yep. box three. Uh, sorry, in heat four, he's got box three, which is race five. Um, going really well. Um 
He'll come up against Buckle Up Kenzie, which um, is a bit of a strength runner, but I think he should lead him. It's just a matter of how far he can hold on. And, and then just a little bit further down, we've got the likes of um, Don't Tell Bluey, which I think he should go in as a series favourite there. Uh, he's in the race seven, which is the sixth heat of the cup. And he's trained by uh, Brendan Purcell. His son Blake is taking care of the dog, and he went 29.50 in his trial there. So he's shaped up to really show what he... Um, you know, he's going to put up a good chance in the heat. So, yeah, there's a couple of runners there that will, you know, really be good chances in the series. That was one of my favourite quotes, sorry, Sammy. Um, I used to get in trouble on a weekend and I'd come to the club at the Gold Coast and say, don't tell Bluey. Uh, who was our coach at the time, Blue McKenna. So I'll have a little uh, little something on Don't Tell Bluey, Sammy. Brandon, it's a good time of year, isn't it? Uh, obviously in all codes, but it's, it's uh, uh, you know, it's all, good races and, and, and the good dogs and good horses are about in Tassie. Oh, it certainly is. This is the best of the best. This is what all the trainers are, you know, priming all their runners for. They're timing them for, you know, this exact preparation and, um, we've had a couple of good lead-up races. As uh, Sammy, you were on last week. We talked to Ben England. Unfortunately, Winburn Ruby's are scratching from the heats, but um, Ben's used, you know, and a lot of trainers use lead-up races like the Rising Stars to give them a good hit out. And um, there's a couple of dogs that went through that. They're good form, but yeah. So you know, this is the time of the year to be really proud of uh, you know the sport you're involved. You're going to be there Monday uh, live hosting for Taz, uh, Taz Racing TV. Um, Thursday night, have you had a look ahead uh, to, to that just yet or it's still a little bit too far out? No, no, no. Uh, we've got the, the final of the Maiden 1000, just over $10,000 to the winner. So that's a hefty check there. And uh, the Maiden is, you know, one of the oldest races we've got on the on the calendar. And, mm. um, yeah, look, going through it, I thought Deadly Cecil was a real good runner. Um, he, you know, really performed there. He's now won two from two and... I think he's got the chance to make it three from three. And, uh, you know, what I've seen so far, he's impressive. And he's trained a mixed stringer who's confident that he discontinues to grow. And uh, another runner there, Superior Swanee, which I sort of declared earlier on, he's uh, owned by your uh, your good mate, Brownie, and uh, Scott Wine and his yeah. wife, Jodie. And, and, you know, they're really happy, you know, to get a runner in any feature. So, yeah, they're probably the two standouts. Um, Superior Swanee's drawn the red and Deadly Cecil's drawn box five, which may be crucial, but... What he's shown so far, he can negotiate uh, any draw. He's got good early speed. Yeah, beautiful, Brennan. Well, thanks very much. Good luck. It's an exciting time down there for Greyhound Racing. You've obviously got the big card Monday night and then Thursday night for the Maiden 1000. Um, all the best. Happy punting. And can you just leave the uh, the listeners that might have just tuned in with, with one, if you had to have your last on, what would it be? Oh, like, like you and I just touched on, don't tell Bluey. All I'm right. I'm going to go for him. He's going really well. Beautiful. I agree. Great work. Always good chatting to you. We'll speak to you next Friday. Thanks, Brownie. Thanks, Sam. Talk to you later. Thanks, Brennan. We'll go to a a quick news break. We'll come back afterwards and have a chat to Jamie Cockshut about harness racing and what's going on Friday in Launceston and big day of racing in Devonport Sunday. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk. It's a massive day and weekend of racing uh, horses, greyhounds and harness racing. We've, we're joined, as we are every single Friday, with the expert of harness racing in Tasmania, Jamie Cockshut. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Brownie. 
That's the way. Now, uh, there's there's some good racing tonight in Launceston, starting at around about 6.30. Um, let's go through. No doubt you would have been pouring over the form all night. Uh, let's go through some of your better plays for this evening. Yeah, well, Launceston and I, mate, there's a few plays that I'm pretty keen on. We'll start off in race three, number eight, a horse called Demand Respect. Draws inside the second line, um, but that won't be much of a much of an issue because um, I'm sure Ricky Duggan will be able to get off at some stage. And as long as he gets clear runner, mate, he should be winning at around about the three dollar mark. Um, then we'll go over to the following race, number three, Isaiah. He comes out of the Devonport Cup last week from over three thousand metres. He's a little bit unlucky, to be honest. Um, he gets into a race six horses, drawn barrier three, and he's got gate speed. I reckon he can find the lead and. If he's ever going to get back into the winner's list, it should be tonight. Yep. Um, the value runner comes up in race seven, number 11, Ideal Investment. Um, Spotted hitting the line pretty strongly the other week at Hobart. Uh, this race is no harder. He just needs to get a little bit of cover into the race, and I reckon he can you know, get up at around the 5 or $6 mark. Yep. And the one at odds for the night comes up in race six, number four, Guy's Better Bet. Um, it's a it's a tricky race, but he's drawn four. He should be able to settle in the first half of the field. And if they do go hard, he will get his chance to get into the race late. And he should be around about the 16 or 21 mark, mate. All right, beautiful. Jamie, Jamie ideal investment. Not, not said by many wives, I know. But <laughs> sure, it is uh, getting to a horse. That's right. Whether it be a race or well, I reckon uh, I'll name it after, mate. That's for sure, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about Devonport on Sunday, Jamie? Yeah, Devonport, it's, it's a rare Sunday afternoon, mate, to be honest, at Devonport, which is a, a first for Tasmania for a long time, to be honest. Um, yeah, good card, nine races. Um, pretty open bunch, to be honest, but we'll, the best bet comes up in race six, number one, Montana Storm. Um, just because he's drawn the pole. He's been a little bit disappointing in his last couple, understand, star conditions, but back to the mobile, he'll really set. Rowan Hilly will get him to run the game. He will lead, and I'll just think he'll get the job done at around a flip of the coin odds. Um, race three, number six, Mick and Mouse. This is Stan Star Conditions. Um, he's drawn the top of the track, so that's going to help him go away. And as long as he does go away, I reckon he can you know, go very close to win around the $4 mark. Um, then we'll go to race four, number three, Top Hanover. Got no form, 0-9 his last two runs, but he's had no luck whatsoever. He goes all right around Devonport. Rowan Hilly is in the gig. He's drawn barrier three, and I reckon that could be the recipe for success. And then we'll go across to race seven, number 10. A good ruler rounds out the value runners for the night. It's a pretty even race. This one, but if Gareth Rattray can just get him into the race of three wide with a bit of cover, we'll have to go. He, he'll be hitting the line strongly at around the $5. And a couple of roughies. Race one, number five, 7307. He should have nearly won last week when he was resuming from a spell. He just ran up the rear end of a couple and then he couldn't get out late, so... He's drawn five, and as long as he runs up to that effort, he has got a chance in the first at you know fifteen or twenty to one. And then we'll go over to race two, a horse called Mick and a Row, number four. Just been around the mark of late, but um, is improving, you know, as far as couple. And does get a pretty handy draw, and this is a race I can see, you know, give a bit of cheek in at double figure odds as well, boys. Oh, there you go. There, there's plenty of uh, of mail for this afternoon or tonight, and then on Sunday in Hobart and. Um, I believe you've uh, 
You've teed up Ricky Duggan as well for a, a bit of a chat in a minute. We're about to get him on the line, but um, I just noticed that he's the the man that uh, is driving demand respect this afternoon, race three. So a little bit of uh, pressure on the great man. Yeah, well, you might as well get the, um, the, word, the word from the horse's mouth, mate. If, if you know all right, all right. over to you, Jamie. Yeah. He's here and ready to go. Welcome, Ricky. There you go, Hello, mate. Hello. Yeah, good, Jamie. How are you, mate? I don't think you'll be doing much out there at the, uh, the council, mate, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I just had a bit of lunch. That's <laughs> uh, all right, mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll start off tonight, mate. You've, got a, you've only got you know, three dry, or four drives, but you've got three good chances in my eyes, mate. And we'll start off in race one, a horse called Macbev. Um, always around the mark, and it does get a good draw this week, like a trailing draw, and um, I think you've won on, won on it before, and... Just get the right card into the race. I reckon she can give a bit of cheek at you know, around the 8 or $10 mark, mate. Yeah, I think you're right, Jamie. Yeah, she should follow through okay tonight. Drew two on the second line. Um, you know, there's a couple in there going all right. Just the same two. Todd Rattray's horses are going good and Nova Baxter's going good, which um, which last start beat McBev at Carrick um, and, you know, probably beat a bit of it pretty easy. But McBev... Um, you know, she had her last couple. She hasn't had a lot of luck. Um, if I can, uh, if I can follow through and and give her a good trip, and she gets a crack at them later, she shouldn't be far away. No, I agree, mate. Then we'll go over to um, a bit of pressure on you, mate. This is my best bet of the night, but you know, you, you can handle the pressure. That's for sure, mate. <laughs> uh, race three, number eight, demand respect. He's a really nice horse, demand respect. He's got a tricky draw on paper, but I'm. I'll back you, mate, to weave a bit of magic early and get off the fence, and I reckon you'll take plenty of holding out of the business end. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so you're right about the tricky draws. Bit of a bugger drawn inside the second line. Um, no, I think I'll probably just have to just grab hold pretty quick and try and get off straight into the running line. I, uh, well, I think at this stage I haven't spoke to Juanita and Matt about it as yet. But it's, uh, you know, he's he's been a consistent little bugger, and... Uh, yeah, he does, he does go okay, and he shouldn't be far away in that race. And then we'll go over to the last race. You're on a pretty consistent horse called Chasing Cheetahs. You won on it before. Um, you don't like hitting the lead too early because he, he, he struggles to find the line if he gets there too early, mate. He switches off a bit. So you've got to time your run to perfection, but you get the perfect draw to do that tonight. Yeah, I think so, Jamie. Yeah, he's um, you know, and the the bit smaller, smaller sort of field will suit him a bit too. Um, like you said, he's drawn he's drawn nice enough and should lob should lob handy. Looking at it on paper, and if he can, if I can just hold him up for, just for the last crack at him, and he can usually finish off pretty good. Um, and he, you know, he's he's had a couple of runs back now from a from a fairly lengthy break, so um, you know. He's getting a bit of race fitness into him now, so he shouldn't be far. He shouldn't be far off the fitness mark, but you know he should. Uh, he should go okay in that sort of race. Yeah, no, that's for sure, mate. So you know, the three of them, mate. Which one are we going to put our ten dollars on, Collar? Yeah, it's um, you know, the three of them have got you know, the three have got reasonable chances. Actually, just they they need a bit of luck and the right trip, and uh, but I, I think. Um, the little demand and respect horse. If he can, um, if I can probably get off early and put him into the race late, he, he shouldn't be far away. No, that's all right then, mate. No, well, good luck, mate, and um, just wish you no bad luck tonight. And, um, I reckon you'll come home and win, win a run too, mate. Very good. No worries. Thanks, Jake. Cheers. Thanks very much for your time. That's uh, Ricky Duggan.
talking to Taz Racing Talks and Jamie Cockshut, who's doing a, a wonderful job giving a nice push there for race three, number eight at Launceston tonight. Demands respect currently uh, $2.70 with Ladbrokes. Thanks very much, Jamie. All the very best, mate. And we look forward to watching a few winners over the weekend and speaking to you next Friday. Yeah, let's hope so, boys. And same to you guys. Have a good weekend and back plenty of winners. Cheers, mate. We'll uh, go to a quick break and we'll come back and have a chat to Tommy Hackett. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Yes, it's been a fun morning talking all things Tasmanian racing. Uh, the Greyhounds with Jamie Cockshut just then with this afternoon and Sunday's harness racing. And very shortly, we're going to get up Tommy Hackett to talk uh, some prices and what's going on with the Australian Open. Hey, uh, Sammy, did you... um? They're calling me Sonnet Dog. Uh, I've just worked out what uh, what sort of poem it is that I'm going to release this afternoon. It's, it's in the phrase of a sonnet. Banjo Dogginson. <laughs> <laughs> Banjo Dogginson. Oh, this is gold. It, it better be. Uh, it, better, it better live up to the hype, mate, because I've had a few uh, people it, messaging I, me. I think it'll deliver. I think it'll deliver. Yeah, we put it out there yesterday. I said, this is going to be some of his best work. So, Did you get a good uh, chuckle when you first read it? Oh, it was very funny. Very funny. So, yeah, great. Uh, it, was, it was good. When did you put that together? On the plane? Yeah, on the plane. I was uh, I was <laughs> sitting there and, um, and Jess uh, was holding Baker and she wanted a chop out and um, and I said, no, no, I can't. I'm working. She's like, working? <laughs> what do you mean you're working? And I said, I'm putting together this poem for tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, oh, what, is, have you been told you have to? I said, no, it's optional. I'm just uh, just trying to bring some content to the table. <laughs> it's just what the dog does. Yeah, so she was less than impressed that I, for the whole two hours and 20-minute flight, didn't help her out one bit with the six-month-old. But this is more important, mate. Sonnet dog. <laughs> this is outstanding. How'd you, how have you gone this week? I obviously left you on, on Tuesday, uh, the last couple of days. How have they been? It was, it was okay. It was okay yesterday. So, you know, we found a couple of shorties yesterday. We were scratching around all day, but I finished the day with a $12.60 winner. Ooh, so that is what we like. It's, it's, always, to, uh, it's always good to to leave with a winner, and then uh, when they pay over $10, bucks, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's good. Works out well, doesn't it? Yeah, so. my word, it does. Um, hey, we've got uh, we've got Tommy Hackett ready to rock and roll. Thanks to Ladbrokes, Tommy. We've missed your uh, dulcet tones on the radio the last couple of weeks. How are you? Hello, boys. It's great to be back. Uh, we're getting into a very exciting period of racing in Tasmania and right around Australia. So. Uh, it's, uh, I'm very excited to be back and uh, looking forward to uh, finding some winners this weekend. Adam Hamilton had to step up in your absence, and can I say he was less than impressed? Oh, poor old Hamo. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been working hard in my absence, Hamo. We've had him here, there, and everywhere. So he'll he'll be more. He'll probably be the happiest of, out of everyone that I'm, I'm back uh, back on deck. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the big race day in Hobart on Sunday. There's well, there's a card of nine, but there's four really, really good races in the. Uh, the Elwick Stakes, uh, we've got the Lady Lynette, uh, the Thousand Guineas, and, and also the Summer Cup in the lead-up to the Hobart Cup. Uh, have you got any markets up for, for those races as yet? And, um, and who, what's been the best backed? 
No markets yet for those feature races, but if we look at the Elwick Stakes to start, really interesting race and a very important race as well. If you look at the honour roll yeah. of this race in the last five years, it includes Mystic Journey and it includes Turk Warrior. So it's, a, it's a, one of the biggest races, the biggest two-year-old race, one of the biggest two-year-old races on the Tasmanian calendar. Horse that intrigues me from the Adam Trinder stable, similar ownership to Mystic Journey is Bello Bow. It was very good on debut, beat GG Jet by. It was well back. Punches definitely found it's a well bred uh, gelding as well. So I think Bello Bow is uh, a horse to keep an eye out for. There's a couple of debutants in that Elwick Stakes as well, but at this stage, I'll be interested to see what the market does, what price it comes up, but at this stage, I've got Bello Bow on top there. Yeah, beautiful, Tommy. And uh, Australian Open wise, um, does that attract track plenty of uh, of punters and support? It absolutely does. It's one of our biggest events from a punting standpoint. This tennis is very popular for punters because it is sort of always that. It's sort of an always on competition. There's always uh, tennis on right around the globe. And when you get the Grand Slams, like all the biggest names uh, in tennis uh, in action, it is always very popular. Very popular punters who like their multis as well with uh, a lot of matches, especially in these open early rounds. There are a lot of short price favourites as well. But if you had a multi yesterday on the on the women's side of the draw, taking those short price favourites, you would have been in trouble because a lot of seeds went out. Uh, uh, yesterday in, on the women's side of the draw. And it leaves uh, Ashbati as the clear favourite. She's uh, on top of our outright betting market at $3.50. Naomi Osaka's $7. They'll play in the fourth round at this stage. So whoever wins that fourth round game, if they both get there, they'll end up being quite a clear favourite. Simona Halep, she played after Nick Kyrgios last night. She was very impressive. She's on the side of the draw where a lot of the seeds have gone out. So she's on the second line of betting at 6.50. Iga Swiatek, the Polish player who won the French Open a couple of years ago, she's $8. They're the four players at single-figure odds, but no surprises here. All the money is for Ash Barty with our market. What's the main... What's the main um, bet type that punters take in this? Because is it are they long multis? I find that the... The ability discrepancy amongst uh, the, the men and the female, you know, they're clear cut, but you also find, you know, dollar ten, dollar twenty, dollar thirty pops getting beaten in straight sets as well, like what happened yesterday with some of these, you know, seeded players. Do people try and get um, the correct set number or, or, or game type? What's the main um, sort of betting strategy that punters use? A lot of set betting done, Brown Dog, uh, especially in these early rounds. A lot of punters they'll look to multi up, not just uh, a short price favourite to win, but they'll look to multi them up to win in straight sets. So, for example, a game on fees, he's in action in uh, one of the games uh, later today. He's against Christian Guerin. He's a seven favourite to win outright. Christian Guerin's $8.50. But you can get a sixty for game on fees to win in straight sets. So a lot of punters do see a bit of value there to think that these top players can sort of steamroll, steamroll their way through these uh, early round matches and uh, get the job done. So, there's a few different strategies they take, but we see that a lot of yeah, punters putting together these short price favourites, but using set betting to get a bit better of a price as well. Yeah, beautiful, mate. And obviously, big racing this afternoon as well at Flemington. Is uh, Who's been the, the best back runner this afternoon? Yeah, looking forward to uh, Friday afternoon at headquarters. I think it's a, a really interesting card. Quite a few short price favourites on the uh, on the card. But a horse I like, and it has been well backed with the Ladbrokes punters, race four, number six, Red Hawk was very, very impressive on debut. One by six lengths at Ballarat. That was on the synthetic. So you've always got to take that synthetic form with a bit of a grain of salt. But just the speed that uh, that horse showed, it's out of deep field. We know produces some very quick horses. So I think if Red Hawk can handle the Flemington straight, it'll be tough to beat. It's a deserving favourite there at $2.05. That's race four, number six, Red Hawk. Has there been any support for Alfoil, the, the, the seven in that race? Because um, a smart judge said that uh, it's been going pretty well for the Corstens team. And... 
could potentially be the Quinella horse with Red Hawk. It has been, Brownie. That's, uh, that word has obviously got out to the punters. It's the market mover in this race. It's been $17 into $10. So a bit of support there for our foil. Only had the one win for its nine race starts, but it also comes out of uh, some Ballarat synthetic form. But uh, first up from a spell has run well without winning first up in the past. So it could be one of the main dangers there to the short price favourite. Beautiful, uh, Tommy. Well, thanks very much for your time, mate. We look forward to, uh, to talking to you regularly now that we're back into the new year. Thanks very much. Thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. That's Tom Hackett uh, brought to you by Ladbrokes. Sammy, we nearly got through uh, another episode here of Taz Racing Talks and we're uh, you and I this afternoon uh, on SEN Track. Looking forward to it. Boom. Yeah, we've got uh, winners all over the place. Canberra, Port Macquarie, Dolby and then Flemington uh, later on in the afternoon. So it should be a ripper. We'll only get the, f- uh, the first four in uh, at Flemington, the Savo, just because of the, the late... Um, start time, but do you see uh, our man Joshy Jenkins is the face of of the country team, um, and Good Dipper Dipper's the face of the metropolitan team. So a couple of big egos there going at it. <laughs> well, uh, I saw JJ on the TV yesterday with his ugly mug on the TV. So he's doing uh, he's he's a jack of all trades at the moment, isn't he? He's going absolutely beautifully. Well, that uh, that is Taz Racing talks for this Friday. Remember, there's uh, there's fantastic racing. In Tasmania, uh, harness greyhounds right across this weekend. And also, uh, Brendan Ryan touched on the big meets on Monday and Thursday down there as well. So, uh, plenty of action down in the Apple Isle. And, uh, and we'll be back, Sammy Holland and I, in about five minutes to kick off SEN track for this Friday. Hope you enjoyed the show.